Oh, we are here, Dave Therrien, the Hope Radio, the Hope Club Podcast. Learning about the grace of God. You know what we're going to see today? Something you probably didn't expect. We know that life in the garden, that was grace. Did you ever think that expulsion from the garden was also grace? You see, it's not only blessings from God that we would consider to be grace, but His restrictions are also considered grace. That's what we're doing now. We're currently learning that God's grace, it rescues, redeems, and restores. We saw that with Mephibosheth last time, right? He was rescued from Lodabar, a wilderness existence, and brought into the house of King David himself. Today we're going to see something just the opposite of that as a work of grace. We're going to see not a bringing in, but an expulsion out. Our story begins in the first book of the Bible with the story of creation. And of course, where do we begin but Genesis chapter 1, right? Genesis 1, we pick up the story of creation in verse 26, the creation that we want to speak about today, the creation of man. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the heaven, over the livestock, and over all the earth. Think about it. The whole earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That was God's plan. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, There are three things about the creation of man. Number one, created in God's image and likeness. Number two, have dominion over the earth. Number three, created male and female. Now think of it. If people held on to these three truths, the world would be in a much better position than it is right now. And so would the lives of people. Three simple truths. We are created in the image of God. We are to have dominion over the earth. And God made male and female. What a difference that would make. Then he gave Adam marching orders. Verse 28, God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Actually, not just Adam, but Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So he wanted them to have a family and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In other words, be good stewards of the planet. And what's happening today? You know what's happening today? Oh, the old proverb rings true. The love of money 
is the root of all kinds of evil. And it's the love of money that's actually causing the earth not to be the paradise that it could be. It's introducing pollution. It's introducing introducing poor maintenance of the planet. But God's command was good. So we've got Adam and Eve created in God's image, have dominion, so far so good. They know who they are, and they know what to do. That's a breakthrough, isn't it? How about you? Do you know who you are? Do you know what to do? Verse 15, chapter 2. This is before the creation of Eve. The Lord God took the man, and he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Even in paradise, man had to go to work. But work was rewarding. So life in the garden was an act of grace. Okay? The the prohibition that God gave was an act of grace. Verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So God's trying to preserve him. Listen, you don't want to die. Just avoid, you get all these trees. Don't eat from that one. Is that so hot, Adam? You got all kinds of trees. Apple trees, peach trees, plum trees, orange trees, lemon trees, pear trees. You name it. There's a tree for every day. But the one of the knowledge of good and evil, man, don't eat from that one. So that was grace, the prohibition, because you're going to die if you do. Then verse 18, now we have the creation of the woman. You know, that was grace too. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Let me give you a little side note on this as well, regarding the intelligence of Adam. You know what Adam did in verse 20? He gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the heavens, to every beast of the field. He gave names. Adam was intelligent. Adam had a language. He didn't grunt and growl. He wasn't a caveman. He didn't scratch on rocks. He was brilliant. Okay? He knew how to farm. He knew how to cultivate. Isn't it interesting how Satan wants people, oh, he wants people to think, yeah, we came from fungus. I was watching the Nova channel the other night, channel two, and how it all started with fungus and algae in the ocean, and it worked its way to the land, and it got on a rock, and the the algae mated with fungus and created plants, and then all kinds of plants started to grow, and they turned into trees, and I'm going, wow, that's amazing. It all started from algae. And where did all those trees come from? How come they're all different? And yet, their 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 argument was diversity happened. I'm like, how did it happen? How did diversity happen? See, this is what Satan wants to do. He wants people to forget God and to think that we came out of caves and worked our way up to where we are. Let me tell you something. We're no smarter now than the caveman today because here we are destroying each other. But that's another story. So the man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the heavens, and every beast of the field. 
But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. Adam realized everybody's got a partner but me. Everybody's got a mate but me. Okay, life in the garden. So far, so good. Adam is a great being. He has a great home. God creates Eve. He's got a great marriage, a great occupation, a great intellect. It's all grace. But wait, there's a devil in the garden. There's no weeds. There's no thorns. But there's a devil. And we turn the page and we arrive at Genesis chapter 3. And this devil tempted them to disobey God. Eat from the forbidden tree. And you know what? They did. The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. You know why? Because the serpent, the Bible says, was more crafty than any other beast of the field. Crafty means cunning in a bad sense. Okay? See, Satan went into this creature called a serpent, and he deceived the woman. And he said, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Oh, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. You know what he doesn't say? He doesn't say, there is no God. He doesn't say, there's no Jesus. It wasn't a temptation to wickedness. It wasn't a temptation to atheism. It was a temptation to good, to be like God. And see, we fall for that trick every time we elevate our ideas over God's. Think about that. To live in pride is to elevate oneself above God. Isn't that what Lucifer did? Lucifer did in eternity past. He said in his pride, I will raise my throne above God. It was pride. Pride is a Luciferian philosophy, and it's rebellion against God. When we live in our pride, what we're saying is, my way is better, and I'm going to do it my way, and I don't care what God says. I'm going to believe my way. I'm going to act my way. I don't care what God says. That's pride. So their disobedience, it resulted in a way they looked at life. Wow. Everything changed. In Genesis 3, verse 7, here's what happened. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They were embarrassed. They were ashamed. See, they weren't ashamed before, but shame entered in. So they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves coverings, loincloths. Think about that. That's what shame will do. Shame causes us to cover our nakedness. Now, just like the father of the prodigal son, remember when we talked about him? The the father of the prodigal son He treated his son in grace when he came home. His son came home and said, I'm not even worthy to be in the family. If you give me a job, I'll sleep in the barn with the hired men. But the father's like, no, we'll have none of that. You're my son. He said, put a ring on his finger, a robe on his back, sandals on his feet. 
Let's have a barbecue. Let's celebrate because my son has returned. He was dead to me, but now he's alive. And he's come home. He treated him in grace. So now here comes the Lord. And even though Adam and Eve rebelled against him, he treats them in grace. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. No thunder and lightning. No windstorm. It's the cool of the evening. And the man and the wife, you know what they did? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Why? They were ashamed. They rebelled. They were disobedient. They were embarrassed. And they hid from God. But you know what? Here comes more grace. Every step of the way was grace. The Lord God, he called to the man. He said, where are you? He was looking for fellowship, as he usually did. And of course, they were hiding because their sin shamed them. Do you ever blush for doing something wrong? Face turns red. Ever see a little kid blush? They lie, but you know they're lying because their face turns red. <laughs> That's a telltale sign, right? They're blushing because they lie. They got caught in a lie. But the Lord has been nothing but graceful to them. Once again, what did he do for them? He created them in his image and likeness. He gave them a beautiful home, a garden. He arranged a relationship called, called a marriage where they could complete one another, fulfill one another. He gave them a great occupation. Go work in the garden, Adam. It's going to be great. You're going to be in nature. You're not going to be kicking a foot press. You're not going to be working in a factory. And believe me, I've kicked a foot press one summer. It wasn't fun. He gave them a great intellect. He named all the animals. Then he came looking for them, even though they sinned. And now here comes more grace. He covered their sin. They used leaves to cover. But the Lord God, he made garments of skin for Adam and his wife. And he clothed them. More grace. Just like King David, when Mephibosheth came to the table. And he was crippled in both feet and the tablecloth covered his feet. Grace covered his humiliation. And that's what God did with them. He covered their humiliation. And then you know what he did? And this is grace too. He pronounced punishment. He said, you know, there's consequences to your sin. Adam, now you're going to work by the sweat of your brow. Now when you till the land, it's going to be hard work. Eve, you're going to have pain in childbearing. Even the earth is cursed. It will bring forth thorns and thistles. And this is why we have storms today. And you know, in, in, in the new creation, and the new earth, there'll be no storms. He said to the serpent, you are going to crawl on your belly from now on. See, the serpent didn't look like the snake that we see today. 
the serpent was a different-looking creature in the garden. What he looks like today is his punishment. So apparently, he had a different form of mobility. Legs, wings, we don't know. But he didn't crawl. But now, he crawls. He crawls in the dust of the ground. What a demotion. He's demoted. And we have another move of grace. And this is the one we don't expect. The Lord expelled them from the garden. Wow. You ask, how is that grace? How is it grace that God exiled them from that beautiful home, that beautiful garden? Well, in verse 22, the Lord God said, I think we're in Genesis 3, the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. See, he could have eaten from the tree of life before. But now God's like, no, I don't want you to eat from the tree of life anymore. Why? Because you're in a fallen state. And therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. You know, it's interesting about cherubim, Cherubim are the angels, or some kind of creature, angelic-like form, and they, they guard the holiness of God. So the Garden of Eden was a holy place. And Adam and Eve have now taken upon themselves a sin nature. And they can't dwell in that holy place anymore. So they have to be exiled. And especially if they ate from the tree of life, they would live in a fallen state forever, and they could not be redeemed. But God redeemed them. Some translations say God had to drive him out of the garden, because he wouldn't go on his own. But that, too, is grace. Because, God, like God said, he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever in that sinful state. See, in the grace of God, He loves us too much to leave us where we are. So, even though they were punished, they were redeemed. Think about that. That's the grace of God. And this is the point that I want to make. Yes, many blessings that we receive from God are acts of grace. It's true. And again, what is grace? Grace is the treatment God gives us, which is far beyond what we deserve. Grace is a favor. And God gives us grace and treats us better than we deserve. But there are times when God will withhold or remove things as an act of grace as well. And you know why? He sees what we do not see. 
He knows what we do not know. You know, some folks have realized that in the world they had all kinds of friends that they ran with. And after salvation, some of those friends disappeared. They don't run with them anymore. And what happened? Well, it's an act of grace that they've been removed. Why? Because you're now a new new creation with a new way of life with a new fellowship, don't try to hang on to the old life. There are times God has to remove things, and that's grace. So what do we do? We obey his word. For every way he treats us, think of this, is in grace. Everything God does for us is in grace. And the greatest thing he did was to send his son. He sent his son to be the offering for our sins. And he took the judgment that mankind deserves. That was grace. Did we deserve it? Oh, no. But he did it as an act of grace. Because, see, grace follows, oh, here it comes, love. Grace follows love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was the grace. The giving of his son was the grace, but the motivation was his love. And the outcome is, whoever believes in him will never perish, but have everlasting life. So grace has a motivator, and grace has an outcome. But we have to respond. We have to respond to that grace to that gift. The word grace, charis, it also means favor, it means gift. So you receive the gift, and then you have the blessing of grace. Have you received the gift? Another lie of Satan. Salvation's not a gift, it's a work. You have to deserve it. You have to earn it. You have to be worthy. You have to work for it. No, see, that's the lie. If it's a gift, then it's a gift. A gift is not something you work for. A gift is something you receive from someone who loves you. Salvation is a gift because of the love of God. Jesus Christ is a gift, a grace gift. Because of the love of God. Just like the animal skins that God covered Adam and Eve with in the garden, that animal was sacrificed and the skin was provided to cover them. It's a representation of the Lord Jesus being the once and for all sacrifice. One time for all people. But they had to receive the garments. If they would have said, no man, we like the leaves well, then they wouldn't have received the grace gift of redemption. By receiving the animal skins, they received God's covering for their sin. See, the the fig leaves were a picture of works. They made the covering. That doesn't do. They wouldn't last all year, especially in the fall. (laughs) Get it? Okay. But the animal skins are forever. So the animal skins represented the sacrifice of Christ, which was a work of God. 
That's the grace gift. That's how you find forgiveness. That's the basis of redemption and reconciliation back to God. So yes, maybe God takes things away from us, but everything he takes, he knows the beginning from the end. He sees what he does not see. And we have to realize that he always treats us in grace. As Job said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's a man of great faith. It's hard to say that. It's hard to believe it. It's hard to act on that. That's why we have to build our faith. Faith. Faith comes from growing in the Word of God. If you continue growing, your faith will grow with you. But if we avoid it and we skimp, we'll have skimpy faith. And our faith will cause us to doubt God. And just like Adam and Eve, they ran and they hid. And they were more consumed with their shame than they were with the grace of God. God had to go looking for them. That was grace. And he brought them back, thankfully. And God goes looking for us and he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Because he's the good shepherd. But don't get to that point. Don't get to the point where God has to come looking for you. Understand his grace. Stand in grace. Walk in grace. Live in grace. And you'll always understand the blessings that God, whether he's giving or taking, it's all blessings from God. if we really dig into that creation story and this life in the garden we can really see God working sometimes you need to go back and just reread what we know and be refreshed and go nice and slow and think about it that's what we need to do and it's amazing how God continues to reveal things to us because the Bible is alive and we'll always get fresh insight from God's Word. I don't know. I like this message. I hope you do too. If you want to hear it again, go to the Hope Club podcast. You can get it anywhere podcasts are found. You can get it on our website, newhopecc.tv. See what's going on at New Hope Christian Church, upcoming messages. We love the Word of God here. newhopecc.tv or the Hope Club podcast. Listen, God has grace for you. Live in that grace. Walk in that grace. Run in that grace. But never leave the grace of God.